What up, this is your boy DJ EFN. You might know me as a drink champ, but first and foremost, I'm a proud father. I linked up with two of my other dad homies, Manny Digital and KGB, to start the Fatherhoods podcast. Each week, we bring you insider hip-hop stories, parenting, and advice and therapy. The saying is true, it takes a village, and we humorously serve as each other's trusted counsel in figuring out how not to screw up being a good dad. The Fatherhood Podcast. Beats, rhymes, and diapers. This episode of the Fatherhood's Podcast is brought to you by Fly Dad, where fatherhood stays fly. Check us out at flydadgear.com. Check one, two, one, two. What up, Fatherhood's Nation? It's your boy, Manny Digital. I'm queuing up another throwback episode this week. Uh, we've got two brothers on the on the fatherhoods that are down for the count this week so efn and and kgb are going through it so we decided you know what let's throw another episode up there that people might want to remember um before the year closes so without further ado actually no let me let me tell you a little bit about what y'all about to listen to right so y'all know travis scott to be this multi-platinum selling global icon but what you might not know is how he was brought up, how he was raised. And for that, we have a special guest that we were able to call on to ep- to to create episode 76, which is originally what what this episode was. And Mr. Jack Webster um broke down for us how he went about raising his children, um Travis being one of three and some of the trials and tribulations of that journey. So, without further ado, we're going to put y'all on so y'all can remember if you haven't heard it before. And if you're new to it, hope you enjoy it. This is our episode with Jack Webster, Travis Scott's father. This is KGB. What up? It's DJ EFN. Yo, and this is your man, Manny Digital. Welcome to the Fatherhoods Podcast. All right. So tonight on the Fatherhoods Podcast, we got a very special guest. We got the one and only... Big Jack Webster, the first uh, father of Travis Scott, known as is it is it Lil Jack, Jack? Oh yeah, okay. Baby Jack, <laughs> Baby Jack. Jack. No, all his fans call him Travis Scott, so you know that's good. <laughs> right, 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 right. Let's not get it twisted. It's all good, all good, and and a uh, esteemed brother of Groove Five Groove Social Fellowship Incorporated. Absolutely, number one since nineteen sixty-two. All right, yeah. <laughs> So, um, Jack, man, thank you for for joining us here. Um, I guess, you, I, I guess, as far as starting it off, um, you, so you've got three three kids, right? And and Travis being the oldest. That's correct. Yes. Yeah, my my youngest two they're twins, Joshua and Jordan. They're nineteen. They're twins. So it's it's all Jays in the house. Yeah, all Jays. Actually, all the news was a JBW. That's that's ironic. Your mom. Kind of set up like that, so they all have the same initials. One thing, yeah. So that's <laughs> cool. You brought that up. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, we all have the same initials. And, and you're a musician yourself, right? You're a drummer. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's coming from my 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 dad was a was was a band major in college before he changed careers, and he taught a couple of couple of kids that kind of made a problem in the music world in the music world and. You know, I, I picked up driving San Joseph since I was two years old, so 
I've been doing that for, for quite a while, of course, and got married and went to the business world. And, and after a few years of working, I decided to get back on the drums and, and been, been kicking them ever since. Nice. I'm working on a couple of projects that I hope to be released pretty soon. So, so when your son got in, I mean, was, was he always interested in music or was this something that he saw you doing and decided to pick up or, I mean, and were you encouraging of him following in, in your footsteps with music? Yes and no. Um, uh, he picked, of course he picked it up by watching me, but you know, I wanted him to, um, I kind of had wanted him to be a professional football player. I kind of had his life, uh, panned out because I used to take him to a lot of intramural, um, I really, really was handling ball with him in sports, you know, I played with a lot of intramural football and basketball because I wanted to kind of find his sports niche. And he was pretty good. He was pretty good in football uh, growing up. I mean, once he got to, to junior high and, and to high school, or middle school and to high school, that's when I kind of started getting back to my music. And he kind of seen what I was doing. And, and I bought him a little Mac computer for his room and he started getting his room, started doing, creating beats and, 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 and of course, I wanted him to go to college. He thought he went to UTSA for a semester or a year. Sorry, we, we lost you a little bit over there. Yeah, we just yeah, lost you on the on the college piece oh. there. Oh, can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, got you now. Uh, okay, okay, yes. Yeah. yeah, I was saying that, you know, I, I wanted him to hear, got accepted to UTSA, and he went there about a year or so, but, you know, music was his, you know, music was his first love, so. He dropped out of that and just pursued it full time. And, and boy, I mean, he kind of proved me wrong because I really wanted him to get his education first. And then, then, of course, do the music. I mean, I, didn't, I really had no problem pursuing the music thing. But I definitely wanted him to get his, get his degree first. But um, he, he went on pursuing it his way. And, you know, of course, it, it turned out really great for him. And I'm really proud of So when you when that happened... Uh, I'm assuming. Well, obviously, you just mentioned you got you and likely your wife were not necessarily the happiest uh, for him to drop out of school. Um, oh no! <laughs> <laughs> what what kind of friction did that cause, if any, in in your relationship with him? Well, it, it caused it caused a, quite a bit of friction because you know I, I'm a most I'm a, I'm a stern parent. You know I've I'm 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 leaning in a way that I want him to you know to do his own thing because my because I kind of grew up in a in a protective household. So I want, I definitely had that, that little thing about myself that I wanted to portray onto my kids. I want to be a protective father. But I also realized, you know, you gotta, you gotta let the kids do what they want to do. And plus, you know, my son, you know, he's, I, I knew he had something in him. I, I wasn't too, too, too nervous because I knew I was, I was listening to I'd be hitting the beach and be doing this very amount of time and it was sounding pretty good. I didn't want to, I didn't want to encourage him too much. Mm. Let him know that dad, it's just, it's really do sound good. But I was, you know, I'd be, I'd be nodding here every next room in the beach. I said, well, he really got on, he's on to something. He's on to something. So, and I'm, I, and I'm just really, really, you know, I'm, I'm just really happy that it turned out the way it did. You know, I, of course, it, it took a while. You know, it took a while, you know, but it's, it, it just, I guess it's just, just being there, you know, being supportive, even, even, because, of course, it wasn't easy for him. You know, he went through a lot of struggles trying to get his stuff out there. And, of course, he wanted to come home, you know, because he felt, you know, he wasn't getting that break like he wanted to get it. But you know, I always taught my kids, you know, you have to endure. You know, anything worth something, you know, you have to work toward it. And nothing in life comes easy. So that's one thing that I instilled in him. And he's, he's a very hard worker. So he just kept at it. And, and eventually, you know, he got, he got, he found his niche. And he found his success in life. So that's, that's, 
That's all who they eat in the parish and what they can ask for. So I'm proud of that actually. And so as a so most of our kids are 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 youngish. Like Manny, you got the the oldest with a thirteen year old, she's right? Gonna, yeah, she's going to be thirteen. Yeah. So so as a as a parent and of of a son who's a little bit older, and maybe you guys are having some friction, you know, due to leaving school and pursuing music. Like, how do you? I guess. So, for instance, if he's saying he wants to come home, or or I don't know what the what, what the whole scenario is, but how as a parent do you do you deal with that because i you know I, i've yet to have to experience anything like that because my kid is you know he's seven so yeah um, i'm just curious how 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 you are you were able to approach that and and kind of stand firm and and you know what your belief is and 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 all that good stuff well well um i guess one thing you definitely have to love your kids unconditionally and and, and one thing i always put myself in his shoe because i was his age at one time i know i wasn't you know, I thought I always thought I always had all the answers growing up, and you know, but one thing you know, my parents taught me, and I and I teach my kids, you know, you really have to make your own decisions in life. You know, you have to be responsible for what you do, and that's primarily why I teach my kids. You know, of course, you go as a parent, you're definitely going to be there for them. You know, if they fall, you're going to be there to catch them, and, and definitely there to lift them up. And that's one thing. You know, my son, even to this very day, my son he'll call me. Dad, uh, I need, I got I, something's going on. I need some help. I need some of this. So he still calls me. So that's one good. That's one thing about it. And that's one bond that would never be broken between the father and the son. So you know, they, and no telling, no, no matter how old your kids get, they still you're going to be your kids. So yeah, it's really there's really no, no to be honest, there's really not a direct formula. You know, you just have to be be constant in your kids' life. You got to know your kids and, and know if they have the problem. You know, you got to be there before, before that problem really happens, and if the problem does happen, you know, just be there, you know, to, to guide them through the process. And that's basically what all you, all you can do. You know, especially when, when your kids get at 13, that's, you know, they get into that precocious age when they get around 13 or 14. You know when you was 13 or 14 at that point in time, you know? Mm. You know, you have to grow it out a little bit. You think you know all, you got all the answers, you know, you start getting interested in girls, and girls getting interested in guys, so, you know, you, you get to get, especially get under that peer pressure, which is also a constant thing. Kids would have to worry about, you know, that constant peer pressure, you know, trying to fit in. That's one thing I try to teach my kids, you know, to be 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 a, be a leader, not a follower. You know, you don't have to do what everybody else does. I always think outside the box. But that's what the one thing I try to teach my kids and that's that's what that's what my parents taught me. So that's what really one thing. You want definitely want them to be individuals and not definitely not susceptible to, to follow anybody like So uh, so, know, it just, so if I if I may, sorry, uh EFN, you're on, right? Yep, I'm on. Okay, cool. Um, so I, I had a question for you. Um, just kind of taking it back to when you were kind of in your son's shoes, right? As as the son of your father, who also right. it sounds like was a pretty successful musician in his own right. Oh, um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Were, were, did you guys ever encounter something similar between you two as you were coming up? My dad, uh, my dad, he was he was more. How can I say? He wasn't. He would let, let let me do what I want. You know, kind of let me figure out things in life. You know, I, I kind of hate I quit playing the drums because I I didn't think it was playing playing the drums. Was, I really hate I quit. If I would have stayed on, I would have probably been a ten times better drummer than I am now. But you know, I quit. You know, my daddy wanted me to stay on, stay playing, stay playing the drums. I didn't want to do it no more. I want to play football, chase girls, all that all that kind of stuff. So I really wish he would have you know kept me to be on it. 
Uh, but, you know, one thing about my dad I love about it, you know, the same thing I, t- I teach my kids, you know, he was always there for me. You know, he was, a, you know, he was, he's protective in a way. He let me make my own decisions, but, you know, he was, he was, anything I needed, he was there for me. You know, any problem I had, he was there for me. So, and that's the kind of thing I, I wanted to, the kind of example I wanted to be and, and have for my kids. You know, I always wanted to be there. You know, even though sometimes I might be right, sometimes they might be right. Are, are wrong in, in either case it might be. But again, just be a, a sounding board for your kids and be there for them. I mean, that's basically what all the parents uh, can and can do. You know, of course, God, I'm sure I'm right for wrong, you know, lead by an example. And it's really, it, and other than that, you know, they want to have a real life. You know, my dad, you know, he was really easy going. You know, he, you know, he, just, he, would, he would talk to me. You know, he was. You know, he eventually got his doctorate degree and you know, so the dean of uh Rochester Fraser. So, you know, he he was had his you know, he was he had this he had a scholarly way of, of talking to me and and that kind of thing. So but, but it's just, it's amazing when I look back at it now, you know, how how much how insightful my dad was. And now I picked the, I picked that stuff up and that's where I can convey it on to my kids. And again, it's just you know, it just it's just really a, a trial by doing process. It's just really no super formula you know, in in doing. But I guess the key thing is, I keep going to this. You just have to really be in your kid's life. You know, you have to be a focal point for your kids. You really have to lead by example. Hmm. And your kids gonna pretty much they're gonna pattern after you. Whatever you do in life, or how you have you conduct yourself in life, your kids gonna pretty much mirror mirror you. So I mean, they, you you you're you're their primary example. So you know that's really. And uh, you, so Travis, <laughs> wait, let me let me ask this, and this is probably out there in the internet. Yeah, sure. I I just haven't come across it. Is does Travis hold any significance to actual? No, because his middle name starts with a B. Where did Travis Scott the moniker come from? Okay, well, I, I, let me give you a See, my dad' nickname is Jack. Mm-hmm. Uh, see, I was back when I was a little boy. I was I was a little Jack, and my dad was Big Jack. <laughs> My dad's name is Wayman Travis Webster. Uh, so my son took the Travis. Now, so my brother named is Travis. Okay. So my my son took the name Travis in his honor of my uncle. I'm sorry, I'm sorry of his uncle, which is my brother and my dad. Now the Scott part, I don't know what the Scott part came from. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have to get with him for that one. Yeah, get with him on that. I know when he first started, he called himself Jake Hall when he first started. Started in the rap game. He was Jay Dawson. He came out one day and said, Dad, I'm going to call myself Travis Scott. I said, man, that name's not going to stick. Travis Scott. That's not even. Oh, you sound catchy to me. That's going to work. <laughs> but yeah, I was going by that. He was 19, I think, if I'm not mistaken, when like his major deal or you know the, the, the real big boom happened um, back in around 2012. That's a really young age for anything, but to hit yeah. kind of that stride at that age, how difficult was it for you kind of being his dad through that? Well, to be honest, it wasn't, it wasn't really difficult at all. You know, I was, you know, I, it's not, I, and when I say it wasn't difficult, it wasn't something that, it, that blew my mind. Cause I guess I was kind of used to that type of environment. Cause you know, I've, I've kind of, Play with the bands and been, been around that kind of environment uh, a part of my life. So it really wasn't a big trip 
but I get to just see my son, you know, hang with all, you know, all all these top rappers and, and all these top guys, you know, play, being on this project. That that kind of blew me away. Yeah, Lord, he's just starting out, man. He's all over Kanye, you know, T.I., he's all over John Legend and and then then he's he's doing a uh, a track for um for Rihanna, he's doing the track with Jay Z. I'm good lord. All this, all this, all this happened in just a matter, matter of years. So, so that that took that really blew my mind. I mean, this this expediency that of of highest career just took off. I mean, he was doing it. If you look at some of his YouTube videos, he was doing in high school. I mean, he was directing those videos himself and the graphics and all that stuff. That stuff, that stuff he was doing way back in high school. Wow. And that's how his really his career picked up. You know, people started seeing these videos of him in high school and. And that's, he's doing all that stuff himself. So all the videos you be seeing now that he's doing, all them graphics, all the kind of all off the box stuff he be doing, and that's just his mindset. That's him directing that stuff like he was back when he was in high school. So he was, you know, he had he had, he had, a, he had some going for himself. I'm like I said, he had something going for himself back in the day. I knew he was, you know, I knew he kind of had something. He, he just from a music music perspective, you know, him not being my son. I said, damn, this kid got kind of guy. If I was a music producer or director, I would have thought. Uh, the record label, I would have signed his ass myself. Hmm. He really, he really had some, uh, he really had some nice stuff back, back in high school. So, but like I said, I just wanted him to, you know, get his education because you know, I come from an educational background. You know, I have, a, I have a master's degree. My dad has a doctor's degree. My whole family, we all highly educated. So that's what I want. That I wanted for my son. And once he got his college degree, he could do, do, do everything, do the thing he wanted to do. But, you know, you can't, you can't choose your kids' path. All you have, all you can do is just be supportive. You know. And be there for them. So, so when he hits this this mega celebrity route, and you know he's got access to everything, and he's you know he's 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 just out there. I mean, he is a he is a mega right. star. How, as a father, I mean, are you able to navigate and and kind of help him uh, maneuver so that he's not getting? Tripped up oh, with because I'm sure there's all kinds of people with their hands out oh, and trying absolutely. to get them to do all kinds of crazy shit. Oh, absolutely. See, that's the that's the beat of him having a stable background. I mean, like I said earlier, if uh, he would call, he still would call me now. You know, something something's not right, or so he's having a problem with something. You know, he has all his handlers and lawyers and finance people to. He still calling his dad, but you know, for, for, for all kinds of stuff. You know, any time in situation, people, people, he's getting bad press. He gets depressed by that, so he calls his dad, and I got him through. I tell him, you know, don't let stuff get him down. You know, because people don't, don't, don't fight into it. You know, I just give him that kind of insight. You know, of how things are. You know, and, and just sit, just sit back. And, that, that's probably why he's how he cheap. You know, he don't be, be in too much trouble. He don't get in too yeah. much yeah. media media crap. You know, he says out of that stuff because I keep him well grounded that way. I, and I always tell my son, stay humble. You know, that's one thing I talk to him all the time. Um, to stay hum- humble. I, I understand he just did an XFL article not too long ago. And he mentioned that, I, I, actually I haven't seen the article, but I heard in the article he mentioned, you know, my dad always say, stay humble. Hmm. You know, so that's, that's one thing I primarily preach to, my, to all three of my kids. You know? don't, don't let the, this, big, this big light, the, the limelight get to you, you know, because it's always fading. You know, I always, I always stay ahead of the game. You know? That's pretty much it. Are you? So he's always, he's always, I mean, he's always, you know, he's, if you see, he's always around, you know, celebrities, all that stuff, but he doesn't, you know, it doesn't affect him. Or he doesn't, you know, he doesn't get all that. But people, more people more excited to see him than he is to see them. You know, he's doing Stevie Wonder, Philip Bailey, he's doing Cats. I grew up with, you know, 
And uh, I remember one time when I when he was telling me he was going to have Philip Bailey on his album, and after Earth Went to Fire, I said, "Junior, how did how did you deal with him?" Mm. He said, "Well, Daddy, you know, I always hear, I always hear you play Earth Went to Fire in in the bedroom." Wow. So I looked at it. I said, "Wow." I said, "Okay, that's cool." You know, I said, "I always hear you. I always hear you, with Stephen, with Stephen Wonder." That's why I wanted him. Okay, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's, it's just crazy. You know, it's, but that's the thing about it. Again, you know, it, it, even with any kid, you don't tell every kid has a special talent. You know, it's up to the parent to to develop that talent, to have that talent, and to encourage that talent. You know, all, all, all our kids in this earth are, are successful in one way or another. But it's up, definitely up to parents to to guide them and nurture them and lead them in the right direction. How do you, how do you, I I imagine, and and hopefully I'm wrong, but I would imagine just given siblings, right? um, There's got to be some, some rivalry, maybe jealousy, et cetera, between kids just naturally. Um, In this case, how does that dynamic play out in your household? Given you got a younger set of twins and they see their brother kind of in the limelight everywhere. How does that affect them? Well, it really doesn't. I mean, it affects them positively. I mean, they, they look up to their brothers. See, I guess what happens is a big age difference. They're like eight or nine years apart. Yeah. So, you know, so to, to, for, for them, you know, Junior's there, you know, their role model. You know, he can't do no wrong. You know, he showers them with gifts and loves and stuff. So I want, I want to buy him nothing. He's about a kid's nothing. He gets them everything. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so, it's nothing but love between them three. So. It's all good. Now I can see that if they're probably close in age, I could possibly see some type of uh, sibling rock. Because me and my brother, you know, we we like a we like fourteen months apart. Man. You know, oh, wow. we still be ripping each other to this very day. So, <laughs> yeah, Irish twins. I, I can see that. I'm sorry. I said y'all Irish twins. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Now, Jack, I, I I read somewhere also that, um, and I guess DJ Premier he went to Prairie View, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah and and I heard that you were instrumental in in teaching him about drums and drumming. Yeah, I was. Yeah, in fact, DJ Premier was was my neighbor. And, uh, the Martins and and, and us and, and the Websters, we grew up like shit, three houses down from each other. And I remember Chris back in the day when well, his real name was Chris Martin. No, we yep. used DJ Premier for everybody. But you know, Chris would come to the house, and uh, first of all, he wanted to learn how to play bass, and I had taught my brother how to play bass. So me and my brother would be jamming in our game room with our parents' home, and Chris would come over, you know, just watch us play, and and uh, he would uh, his parents bought him a bass, and my brother would teach him how to play bass. And then obviously, I was the, I was the DJ at Fergie. I was the DJ out in the parties in Fergie. So next thing I know, Chris, Chris bought up some of the DJ equipment. So he, uh, he's out bidding me for DJ parties and, uh, <laughs> in, in, our, in, our, in our neighborhood, yeah. So after a while, you know, once I got to college, you know, I stopped DJing. So Chris really became, you know, that's when he just really took off DJing and doing all this thing. So after that, next thing I know, you know, he, and next time, so we, we did, a, my, one of my bands, we did a gig in Prairie, and, and Chris, was the, Chris was the DJ while we played. And I know Chris told me, Jack, I'm about to go to New York and do this, do that. I said, oh, man, good luck, good luck. And shit, next time I know he's, he's with Guru doing gang stuff. Wow. Hmm. So, yeah, I mean, Chris, and I, I appreciate he gave me some props. I know he did an interview not too long with him. He gave me some props, and I just I appreciate it. So, yeah, I mean, he was just, he was just amazing how his career took off. He was like just a precocious kid, man, coming to our house, man, just watching us, watching me and my brother jam and, 
we would we would borrow some. I left us the DJ. I would borrow some of his records to DJ, and, and that's just how how it came about. That's dope. Have you um have have you played anything on any of your son's records? No, that's, I keep I keep telling him, man, we need to do a project together. He he look at me and laugh and and, and blow me off. So I don't know. <laughs> 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 but I know I know. <laughs> I know eventually one day we're gonna probably do something together. I keep I keep sending him drum beats and I said, dude, let's let's do this. He's he coming, yeah, that's all right. He's just all right, all right, that's too bad. That sounds good, you know. So <laughs> I I'm hoping he will take my beats and that's I hear something on one of his projects, you know, stuff on one of my drum beats, I'm like screw it. Gotta get that production going. But, but, but yeah, but I'm in the whole one day we could we could do something together. That would be really be cool. I know you mentioned at the open um, and a few times that we interacted, I know you were kind of rushing to or from studio sessions. Um, you're working on some projects. You're, you're expecting them to drop. What kind of music should we be expecting to hear from you? Well, it's, it's, I, I call it jazz funk. Um, I had put a little preview of one of my tracks on, on, on my Facebook page. But it's it's more you know it's it's old school funk you know and with this, they're all instrumental type tunes but with, you know I have saxophone players and trumpet players and keyboardists you know doing different solos and stuff on it but so it's more of a funk you know stuff probably parents would love you know it's, it's, it's old school groove funk every bass lines you know that type of stuff so uh, I've been doing a lot of the previews on it so I'm just waiting for it to finish getting it fixed up and, and mastering it up and I'm going to hope to release it the next 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 month or so. Nice. And and do you does your family do you guys get caught up in any of the like paparazzi stuff? People come coming at you trying to get information, pictures, any of that kind of stuff, or are you well, guys yeah, pretty pretty much shielded from that? Well, we we were shielded. I just I, I'm just trying to keep keep a low you know phase of you know not not being that being that scene, but it's slowly but surely you know we get up to some places we go. You know, people come up to us and want to take a picture, you know, that kind of stuff. And it's cool, you know, because it doesn't happen that much. But sometimes it does get up, 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 up nerving when you just, out of, out of blue, somebody come up to you, you know. And uh, I said, damn, how you know the, how you know the heck I am? She, I'm just, she, I'm just, a, it's just an average joke. Right now, it's not that bad, but I, I see it progressively getting worse and worse. Like, it's more popular than my son is getting. You know. But it's all good. You know, I, I love it. It's, it's, I mean, I, it's, it's, I'm, I'm not hating it. Oh. So I, you, you're also a grandfather, correct? Yeah. So is it is it just uh, is it just Stormy or you have other grandchildren? Uh, just Stormy, yeah, just Stormy, just Storm Storm. Yeah, she just turned two. She's down there in LA uh, last actually Super Bowl weekend. She just turned two. And so how how is yeah, I bet. But how, so we talk about it often just because, you know, from our own perspective, our parents raise us a particular way, usually more stern. Mm-hmm. Right. And then when the right. grandchild hits the parent, the, the, our parents and, you know, the kid's grandparent turns into the biggest softy. You see it time and time again. Oh, yeah. And are you actually Bun, Bun, Bun B said that was the case as well. We just had right. we had him on the show not too long ago. So. Wow, wow. Well, yeah. So the question is, did you fall victim to the same or are you are you Mr. Stern when it comes to the grandchild? Oh, shit, I, I, I fall right in line. I'm just, I'm just as soft 
it's amazing when they came out here for Christmas. You know, we we had bought her a little kit in her in her bedroom. She said, "Come on, Grandpa, get inside the tent." So I'm I'm this, I'm laying down I'm laying down the tent. What are we just talking? And it's tripping me out because we're just having a conversation. And my son coming and said, "Look, my dad, he just look at him. He just happy. I don't, I don't know what to do." Hmm. And I and I really was. I'm with my granddaughter. I'm sitting there, sitting, sitting Indian style. Our legs crossed, and we just talking like you know, like the two old friends. So yeah, I mean, she, I'm, 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 I'm butter when it comes to her. I'm doing shit. Whatever she wants, she got it. And she don't lose when it comes to her. My grandpa get her anything she wants. So yeah, it's all good. Yeah, it's definitely, definitely, definitely. Once you become a grandpa, you would know. It's just, it's, 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 it's been his place. You know, you, 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 you just assault a lot of them. It's crazy. It's crazy. Seems to be the general consensus then. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, brother, listen. Um, we don't. We could talk for forever, but we 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 promised yeah. a certain amount of time, so we're trying to stick to that. So we we appreciate, um, appreciate you. having you, and I know you got work to do, so we want you to get back to it. Yeah, I promise y'all guys. I'm gonna come through, so I really appreciate y'all guys. Let me let me wrap with y'all guys. I hope I kind of make a little sense. So it's all good, my brothers. Oh, it's nah, all good. Nah, always, always. No, this is perfect, man. We just, like like we said, man, we trying to kick it, trying to learn what we can from your experience. Uh, maybe some of that uh, star power rubs off on us, too. Maybe we get a, 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 a couple, <laughs> couple seedlings out there in the world. You know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely. And if y'all guys haven't seen that you new know, my son documentary on Netflix, yeah, definitely check it out. Cause that really answers a lot of stuff about how he was raised and his upbringing as well. So, if people have seen the documentary, Look Mama, I Think I Can Fly. I think it's still on Netflix. Definitely check it out. It's, a, it's, called, it's called Look Mama, I Can Fly? On Netflix, Look right? Mama, I Think yep. I Can Fly. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Perfect. Yeah, yeah no, we'll definitely check that out. Yeah, my guys have seen it. Definitely check it out. Yeah, it answers a lot of questions about how I have my upgrade with my son and a lot of things. So this really was a great piece. Dope. Awesome. Yeah, we'll check it out. All right, Big Jack. Right, man. We appreciate you, brother. Right, brother. G's up. G's, G's up. up. G's All up. Right. Peace. All right, take care. All right, man. Peace. All right. All right. Boom. All right. So that was that was dope to hear a perspective from a from a dad with a celebrity son. <laughs> yeah, that was that was dope. With the megastar. And more than celebrity. Megastar, like, yeah. Downplaying, yeah, how big his son really is. Like, you, you know, it's, it's funny. And the one. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, the one, the one question I was going to ask that you asked, Kay, was about him, you know, like, like if he felt like, the way that I was going to question, like, the question I was going to ask was, like, did he, was he worried about the pitfalls right. that, you know, this industry kind of like, you know, could, could, he could have in this industry and kind of answered that really well. Yeah, I guess, uh, and, and, but he was right, like, you don't really hear... You don't really see Travis Scott out there on uh, in media with a lot of negative stuff attached to him, other than like maybe relationship stuff. But uh, but but you know you don't hear uh, you know much in terms of violence or drugs or any of that kind of stuff going on in, in his world. Yeah, he's pretty right. And I mean, I guess okay. it just goes to a greater thing, not specific to him. It's just really important about having that stable family life as the foundation. Yeah. And, and consistency that I love to always say. <laughs> I mean, that, that's always what we talk about, right? We're always like yeah. so worried about, yo, but what if this misstep causes this chain reaction that results in this fucking disaster, you know, in the future? But 
I think, you know, the general consensus, I know, I know we always refer to this. It's like, yo, that foundation, so long as we know we're putting down the right shit to level them out, so to speak, you know, create well-rounded human beings, a lot of this shit can likely be alleviated or remedied really quickly, so long as there is that trust, too. Because it sounds like between, you know, Travis and his dad, they still have that that bond, right? So his son will come talk, you know, reach out to him if he's in a bind or what have you. Yeah, the fact that, that you know, he Jack is saying that his son will call him up and if he's depressed or if he's got questions or things aren't going right, that he's looking to him um, for advice. It's just it, it's a good reminder of how important it is for for laying down that 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 stable environment early on. Well, while he was saying that, it's funny because it made me think of like myself, and I was like, you know, it's funny that I, as much as I feel like maybe like me and my mom or my mom might not understand certain things, I do find myself in certain situations um, when it's big decisions to be made to. I will consult with my mom. Whether I whether I think I'm going to get the answer I want or not, I still consult with her. And I feel like that's kind of like what he was saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, cr- it's crazy to me. Like, when you think about the resources at Travis's disposal, the teams he probably has, and all these different people that are probably, you know, really intelligent in their respective fields, um, it, it, there's no comparison. Regardless of, you know, who you got in your corner, like, that that value that comes from a, a trusted parent's perspective tr- kind of trumps everything, no pun intended. Well, that that's exactly... See, the trust is exactly what it is because all those people he could have in his corner, at the end of the day, the understanding is all these people have something to gain from. Yeah. And, and, you know, the, if you trust your parent and you trust that they're not trying to, you know, game you, then they're the only person or one of the very few people in your life that you can go to that are not giving you any kind of information to point you in a certain direction because they're going to gain from it. Yeah. They truly are thinking of your well-being. Sometimes it doesn't, it's not exactly like, you know, it's, maybe it's not even the, the right decision for you, but what they're coming, to, usually, you know, the parent, the trusted parent is really coming from a good place where most of the people, all those people he's talking about, the lawyers, the accountants, the managers, you always have to say to yourself, well, these people are, are coming from a place where they're monetizing everything I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you this. Um, this is our first guest that my daughter was ecstatic about, even though it wasn't actually Travis. She was like, All right. she, she, <laughs> she texted me. She was like, no flipping way. I was like, yo, you better chill out with these F words. Like that. She's a little too close. But uh but yeah, she was like really pumped. And I was like, but it's just his dad. She's like, I don't care. I wanna know. Like <laughs> how did how did Travis come out of like wh- how did that happen? I'm like, all right, girl, relax. Hey, she's right, bro. You're wrong. In in the in the perspective of this podcast, he's the star, the dad. No, no, no. Yeah. Abso- no, absolutely, but she never she never jives with anybody, obviously, because there's no tie right. for her. Um, but I just thought it was interesting. Off topic. So, yeah. Here's a here's a a question I have for you guys. Um, at school, if the school rules are no punching, and 
and someone hit your kid, would you want your kid to hit the other kid back or follow the school rules? Can I ask a question first? Yeah. Because I feel like this is one of those gotchas. Because I want to answer immediately, but there's going to be a twist somewhere. So when you say school rules, okay, fine. Are there any repercussions outside of school penalization that I got to worry about? No, other than, I mean, I don't know how, you know, the other parents react and all that kind yeah, of stuff, that's, but, that's but just, just, just really specifically school rules. No, I don't, I don't give a fuck <laughs> for me. For <laughs> me is I, I preach in my house. Don't if, unless you really have to don't be the one starting the situation. But if, if you get, right. if you get hit, you no, got, you got to get back. Yeah. 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 I think we're all on the same same page here. Oh damn! I thought we had like a twist coming. No, no, no. I'm just curious because I, you know, my son was getting into it with some kid uh, the other day, and um, he he did not end up punching the kid, but I forget if he was talking to the nurse or he was talking to another teacher or some something to the effect like he was mad. He wanted to. He wanted to light that ass up. Yeah. And then, you know, of course the school official was, well, you know, that's not a lot, you know, you wouldn't want to do that. That's not allowed. And so I think the confusing thing for him, like we're trying is like, Hey, you're good. You might get in trouble at school. You might get the pink slip or whatever, but you're not going to be, you're not going to get in trouble at home. And so it's like getting them to understand that, that the school trouble yeah, you don't want to be the one starting these things and and all that good stuff, but it's really what's the what's the final consequence at home? If, and I think that can be confusing for kids sometimes. Yeah, for sure. I can so I have I have a again kind of tangent to something new here, but we I gotta figure out how I can say this without divulging too much shit. I can't. I'm gonna, sorry. I'm gonna have to skip. This it's it's way it's way too serious. Too convoluted. Okay. Nah, it's too serious, and I don't want to put the you know people involved in this shit out there because it's it's really serious. Hopefully, yeah. I have a better way to bring it up at some point. But yeah, right now I don't think it's the right time. So sorry, listeners, for the blue balls. Great. <laughs> <laughs> So the, the last the last time that we spoke, was I telling you guys that my daughter something was wrong with her? Yeah, the fever. She had, the, she had a fever that day last week. And that was on what day did we do that? We did it on Thursday. We did it on off day, right? Yeah, Monday, Thursday. I forget. No, on a Thursday. So to give you up to bring you up to speed, that night in the middle of the night, we had to take her to urgent care. Oh shit. She, um, apparently she had an allergic reaction to some insect bites. She, oh, she got damn. hives. Yeah, wow, she got hives right. all over her body. Um, and I'm talking about all over her body, the face and everything. Whoa. And yeah, it was, it was scary. I mean, it is, it's still scary. It's still, and this is kind of like a question as well. So then we, we take her to urgent care, which at first I was a little on the fence 
um, because at the time we wanted to go, we usually we found an urgent care close to us that's like no way real clean, and we've been there twice with her, and it's been great. But that one doesn't open so late, so we had to find a twenty four hour one, and that one is not the same. You know, yeah. so I was like a little bit on the fence about it, but whatever, we went because it just we just couldn't wait to see what was going on. Wanted to make sure she was okay. We take her. Um, she, they, they prescribe her, like we're, we're showing them the insect bites, but her, the hive thing is all over her body. They didn't really check, like they didn't take her clothes off or anything. They just kind of like lift, we lifted her shirt and they kind of saw some of it, but they didn't see the worst of it. Yeah. And they prescribed, uh, Benadryl, uh, some steroid and some antibiotics. Damn. Which, which we went and got that night. Um, and then, then the next, you know, the next day, we give it to her immediately. The next day, she's getting worse. She looks worse, so we're freaking out. We call her pediatrician, um, and they said, we told, told him the, the, the medications. He said they covered all bases, um, based on what we're telling them, and that the medication is going to take a few days uh, to, to kick in. My girl called the pediatrician. Then I called the pediatrician the next day because, I'm starting to freak out looking at her like there's stuff on her hands now. It's like it's bubbling up like little like pimple type stuff all over her hands mm. and her face. And it's like freaking me out. And I'm thinking like, like I'm not so much worried that it's something life threatening, but I'm thinking, imagine if we don't, cause she's scratching herself too. She's a, she's a toddler. Uh, I'm like, yeah, imagine yeah. if we're not, not get doing infected. everything we can to make sure she doesn't get scarred for the future. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I called up the pediatrician, which was kind of got me and my girl in a little argument because she thought I, because she had called before me the day before, and then I called. She's like, "What? You don't think that I trust what I told you?" I was like, "No, I just want to know for myself. You know, like I have my own questions." Um, and then he told me the same thing. He was like, "Look, you know, they covered all the bases. I was, you know, and you know, we're googling and all this stuff. So we're freaking out. Like, could it be SARS? Could it be?" Uh, you know, a, a bacterial infection. Could it be yeah, that's the infection? worst when you start searching. <laughs> you come up with right. all kinds and I, of I even called the, I even called back the urgent care and said, hey, you guys didn't really check her thoroughly. You know, and, and then the lady was like, well, we covered all the bases of the things that it could be. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, look, we're kind of, I'm not going to lie, we're kind of Googling the lady. You could tell she's like, yeah, I know, no, you're probably looking. Not these scared. guys again. <laughs> yeah. But no, it's kind of cool. She's like, look, you know, everything's covered. If, if you know, if she starts to, if, you know, if it seems like it's really getting bad, if she starts to throw up or something like that, just bring her back in, no problem. You know, you just trying to be sympathetic and and all that. But uh, and then you know, the, the pediatrician like bring her in on Monday, which the only thing downside of taking her into the pediatrician like like without an appointment is that that place gets so packed that if you go there without an appointment, you're there for three hours for sure minimum mm. so then and then you know you're around other sick kids and it's just like and you right. know my daughter's gonna be all aggravated or whatever so then finally it seemed like uh first of all the fever was only the one night thank god <sighs> so she didn't have fever uh anymore then finally it seemed like by sunday uh the the meds started kicking in it seemed like it stopped spreading it started scabbing up which it doesn't look aesthetically good, but you could, we could tell it's healing, you know? And then her personality came back. Like, she, like before, she was, like, kind of, like, drowsy and kind of, like, not, you know, just cranky. And then she started having her personality came back. And then yesterday, she seemed pretty 
you know, pretty much back to normal personality wise. And we kind of decided not to go to the pediatrician. Any idea what kind of insect bites these were that would have caused that? No, I mean, it's between mosquitoes and spiders. Yeah. Uh, this is the second time that it happens in terms of the, the, the way that the bite looks, like the way that her reaction, like it's a big bumpy bite type of thing. Um, uh-huh. But this is the first first time she gets like a hive reaction. So right. the the, pedi- the pediatrician said that what happens is, is that sometimes when, because it seemed like she had three of these bites, sometimes when the skin breaks like that and you get, and you get some kind of an infection, it'll bring like, you're just, it opens up the body to easier to other infections, like a uh, skin infection. Are you, are so, you like, um, not, are you worried about insects penetrating the house? And like, do we, do you have to call your homeboy? A, a, uh, who was the exterminator? We, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we <talked about> <laughs> a couple episodes ago. You got to call that uh, dude back so he can exterminate the crib. Well, the thing is, it's, I don't think it's the crib. You know, this is we live in Miami, dude. We live in the Everglades. Oh, so you think it probably hit her outside of the house? Well, if it's mosquitoes, you anywhere. No, for sure, and for actually, sure. And if it's spiders, even worse because the spiders tend to burrow in our cars. Oh, word! You know, and they yeah they they live in the cars for some reason. That's where I've seen most of the spider activity for a while now, for years. You know, that I've had cars, and you'll see all the baby spiders in the cars. So that means. Oh. They're living in that motherfucker, you know. Oh, I didn't know that shit. You're gonna have to call Joaquin to exterminate the fucking whip. I didn't know that shit. You you could exterminate the whip, but what happened? This is what this is what I think. I'm not a fucking environmental perfectionist. Uh, <laughs> That's your new business. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm not an expert on on this, but what I think is that because of the rain in Miami, it causes these insects to go wherever it's dry, and you can fumigate a car, but after a couple rain cycles, those insects will be back in there, you know? I'll buy it. That's that's a pretty good so, uh, assessment. So my only, my hopefulness is that because, see, to me personally, I don't, I'm pretty immune to, to a lot of to mosquito bites per se. I don't, I don't really get bothered by mosquitoes. And I think that maybe living out here so long and just being, you know, kind of like exposed to them, maybe you just kind of build up an immunity. My girl who came from L.A., She's easily bothered by mosquitoes and gets these nasty bites. So I'm just hoping that maybe my daughter with time builds up an immunity to these insect bites. Hmm. And yeah, that's where we're at. So she's on the mend, right? There's no, I mean, she's pretty much in the clear at this point or is she still? She's, she's, it's, I mean, we don't have a medical hundred percent clear, but yeah, it seems pretty much in the clear. All the, the doctors across the board said, Hey, Calm down, parents. In, in, in other words, calm down. Let the meds work. You know, right, right, right. The meds seem to be working. The only obstacle at this point is it's a toddler that has a bunch of scabs all over her body that she wants to scratch. Mm. That's that's mm. the only obstacle at this point that we have. And E, we we haven't done a baby watch in a little bit. What, what's the latest on uh, baby number two? Uh, my girl went to the doctor today. Everything just seems pretty normal. Nothing. You know, doing June. Yay, yay. That's going nice. to be here, like, tomorrow, bro. Yep. Yeah, man. Are you uh, are you ready? No. Nope. Oh, good. <laughs> good. Honesty <laughs> is the best policy. Ready. Definitely not ready. So, yeah, I'll be leaning on fatherhood. 
Well, my friends, it is that time to say goodbye. <laughs> and you and haven't said like voice tonight. There you go. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Uh, you like Boys to Men, E? I didn't take you for a Boys to Men kind of guy. Who didn't like Boys to Men from my era? Remember, you're a little young. You bugging. Nah, yo, Boys to Men was my shit. Come on, that whole that whole click. ABC and the yeah, whole nine yards. Yeah, You'll yeah, say yeah. like. All right. All right, Boys now, now you have some ABC, respect. ABC, BBD. Even Empty Brains was the shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I bet you don't know about that. I man. don't, I don't, you mean, I don't. You mean the East Coast See? family? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. All right. All right. Be easy. All right. Peace. Later, guys. <laughs> Yo, be a father. If not, why bother, son? A boy can make him, but a man can raise one. Be a father to your child. 